TheItSpot.com. I like being a lesbian. Me too. Listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. <laughs> I didn't know well no, you oh, said you, I meant, said. you thought I meant like Sybil with the many <laughs> voices well, in her well, head? No, well, I meant no. Sybil from Faulty Town. Yeah, I know. I, I you know and that's the first thing that popped in my head. I, I know then, you have a lot of voices in your head and a lot of personalities, no, but I didn't mean Sybil Sybil, I meant Sybil. Yes. Right. It it just I don't know it took me aback. not Sybil Shepherd either she sucks ass. It, it took me aback that you thought that Basil. Oh Basil. God I love Faulty Towers. Does that make me a genuine geek? Makes you a genuine tosser. Really? We have part two. Why? To go in. Part two. Oh, part two is bigger than part one. I know. I told you that. All right. It's always bigger the second time. Hmm. And that is the good thing about it. This is part two of Year of the Fox. Year of the Fox. What song is that? That's Year of the Camp by Al Stewart. Oh. On the morning from a Bogart movie. This is for you, Polly B. In a country where they turn back time. You go strolling through the crowd like a Peter Laurie contemplating the... Something. Contemplating a crime. She comes out of the sun in a silk dress running like a watercolor in the rain. Don't bother asking for explanations. She'll just tell you that she came in the year of the, the cat. Yes, so we're mm. back. And this is Air at My Shorts. And you're listening to Preston Buttons with the word whore. Or the word whore with Preston Buttons, depending on who you ask. <laughs> and tonight we're bringing you part two of Year of the Fox by Stephen E. Lee, who Year we're not Fox. quite sure was willing to supply his real name and identity for the sake of this As a celebrity, endeavor. I think that, that he has to... Uh I think the he needs the exposure. To the, the, the paparazzi, okay, I think and he, we being the paparazzi he, in this he case. He needs the exposure, because, you know, we have at least Just ten some, times more listeners than yeah, he does. No one listens to his shitty show. Or is it the other way around? Who knows? <clears throat> Anything new with you, Buttons? Uh, yes. Really? I believe so. Good. Okay, so let's go into a story. Okay. The dirty old troglobite. <laughs> troglodyte. The dirty old troglodyte behind the body shop counter is jacked in and deeply flipped. This is a big paragraph. Do you want me to read it? Fuck off. <laughs> and only salivates the a little. The largely illiterate. <laughs> hey, put that behind you. That's... It's really frustrating. I won't go. Why not? It has to stay on my lap, sorry. I don't like my cord being on your lap. It, it, it feels like you've got like a pull string to make me talk or stop talking. It's really mm. frustrating. It's, the control's nice. It's like my drowsy doll. <laughs> Did your sister have a drowsy? 
know. Ugliest little motherfucking doll on the planet. It was in pink footy pajamas, like flannel, and it had like short blonde hair. It was a really creepy little doll. Her name was Drowsy, and she said like real sleepy stuff when you pulled her cord. I hit my brother over the head with it, and my my dad took out the metal box inside that made it say stuff because I couldn't be trusted. Well, it's a good thing. And we had a bear. It's a good thing you're not a child now because right. now where you can record your own stuff digitally into them, uh-huh. you know, and make them say, oh, you fuck you, asshole. Oh. Can you imagine what my fucking drowsy doll would say? But my sister hit my brother over the head with a, a stuffed bear that had a wind-up music box inside of it. Did it say, fuck you, asshole? I can't remember. I think it played the teddy bear's picnic or some damn thing. Some other I kind want of to teddy, be friends. teddy bear song of yeah. some kind. The dirty old troglodyte behind the body shop counter is jacked in and deeply flipped and only salivates a little... When these two beautiful girls come in to rent a splice, it's a yellow battered looking standalone box with old style fiber cable and a hole in the plastic where a serial number ought to be. Oh, yeah. How big is your serial number? Hmm. After the troglodyte gets Rachel's credit card and our Jack Specs. I've only got my cheap kids model Jack from high school. Rachel's is a little better. He shoves the right adapters onto the cables with grease-smudged hands and pinches them on with black fingernails. I'm strangely turned on. Mm. Does that mean I continue? Mm-hmm. I can't read and... (laughs) And do anything. (laughs) The counter has a jar of antiseptic towelette packets for cleaning the things, and I grab five of them. We have to sign disclaimer forms that say it's not the shop's fault if the splice doesn't work, electrocutes us, or turns our brains into cabbage. Mm. I sign mine. I like cabbage. Mm, I don't. You don't? How can you not like cabbage? Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of Irishman are you? Yeah, well, I don't like beer either, so we've already established that. I like cabbage. I <laughs> What? I do. I like stuffed cabbage the most of all. <laughs> and I like cabbage soup. And I like coleslaw. And then like sauerkraut. Cabbage rolls. <laughs> I do. Cabbage rolls are the best. I make the best cabbage rolls in the whole world. Have you had my cabbage rolls? No, I'd remember if I did. <laughs> I sign mine, the white fox. <laughs> Rachel signs hers, Daisy Duck. No cameras, I ask, though I'm not ready to believe the answer. The guy smirks, still half sunk, in whatever show is being piped into his head. It must be pretty good, if it's better than us. No cameras, he says. Scans privacy. We expect our customers, darling. Now you two have yourselves a, a fine time. Upstairs, after we found two pinhole cameras and covered them with antiseptic towelettes. Well, that was sort of a turn-off. Rachel shrugs and puts her hands on my shoulders. Look at me, Pen. I look at her while she unbuttons my shirt. 
And after two buttons, I catch on and start on hers. So much for a turn-off. We're on the bed a minute later, finding each other's slippery slopes, kissing and touching where we're most alike. I like being a lesbian. Me too. Everywhere she touches me, I shiver, and everywhere I touch her, I'm fascinated. I'm closer to my best friend than I have ever been. When we are well and truly aroused, Rachel sticks a splice cable into the back of her head. And I do the same. She flips a switch on the splice, and then I'm inside her. Well, that's you. <laughs> I thought that was coming from outside or something. <laughs> I just got spliced. Mm. I expect to feel dizzy or something, but after a night on Bourbon Street, this isn't really dizzying at all. One second I'm nibbling on Rach's ear, the next second I'm having my ear nibbled, and there's this short girl on top of me who wasn't there before. I drop the splice box I'm holding, and the girl with my face sits up on my pelvis and appraises me. Wow, she says. I do have nice tits. And you do. Thank you. I laugh and put my hands over them. They're just a little smaller than I'm used to, even accounting for my position lying down. My nipples are standing straight up, like pencil erasers. Oh, it is talking about you. I run my finger across one to see what it feels like. Mm. It's all right. Much less sensitive than what I'm used to. That could be the old black market neural translator, or it could be Rachel's skin. I look up at myself. I've got Rachel's smart-ass expression on my face. My vision's sort of flat, and the colors have too much contrast. That's almost definitely the splice. You're tripping over your rum tongue. Mm, no, rum tongue. Rum tongue. That's your new nickname. I like that. Rum, rum tongue. tongue. Hey, rum tongue. Rotund rum tongue. Mm, rotund. <laughs> I'm not anymore. It just rolls off your tongue. Mm. I caress my own breast. Large and soft and truly magnificent from this viewpoint. This is nice. I kiss myself, realizing for the first time how soft my lips are. I like mine better, I say. Rachel's voice sounds squeaky and hollow from inside her own head. Me too. Be nice to me or I'll keep them. Go fuck yourself, I reply. Gladly. Mm -hmm. We explore ourselves completely. Being in Rachel's body, feeling what she feels, is exotic and wonderful. Her height and leanness make me feel delicate, elfin. She's less sensitive, but more wound up sexually. The lightest touch of her clit sends waves of want through. Sorry. The light. You got a whole. I was adjusting myself. <laughs> yes, I noticed, but you're holding the pages, so that was awkward. The lightest touch of her clit sends waves of want through me that are more intense than my usual slow pleasure, even through the splice's signal loss. Being her is fun, but what's amazing is. Being outside myself, I look at myself beside me in bed and realize I am beautiful. I always thought of myself as fat. Mirrors lie. My eyes lie when I look down at me. I'm not gaunt like Rachel is, but from a couple of feet away with different eyes, the curves are perfect, and I can touch myself. 
I kiss my own thighs, and Rachel sighs softly. I can make love to myself. Why not? This is New Orleans. Sexy. Dead sexy. God damn this fucking mic <clears throat> Stop rubbing it between your legs and it won't move so much. But it feels so good. I'm better with her hands than she is with mine. And she's better with my mouth. As she goes down on me, I get a weird sense of displacement and it takes me a moment to figure out what's wrong. I'm feeling what her body feels and seeing from her eyes. But I'm smelling and tasting from my own body, my nose and tongue. This is dirty, but sexy. It's science fiction, you moron. There's nothing dirty about it. Hmm. Because the science takes the pleasure right out of it. Right. Science takes the pleasure out of everything. Mm -hmm. That's what science is for. My jack's not wired for the deep brain senses. You're not kidding, mother. (laughs) Mother. I just called you mother. You're not kidding, mother. And then you you said fucker. This is technically a glitch. It's an afterthought. I think I just called you mommy. (laughs) Mommy. Mommy. Don't look at me. (laughs) Mommy wants to play. This is technically a glitch, but it's oddly pleasant. I feel like I'm both of us giving and receiving. Mm, I'd get that fixed. (laughs) Yeah. No, giving or receiving. Ah. Both it doesn't work so well. No, that's why 69 sucks. Mm. It's good in principle. It's the loneliest number. It's it's good on film, but bad in pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. But still, you got to do it. Well, I think it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. It's a... It's half-assed. It's a, it's a, well, it's a mood generator. So no, but it's, a, it's like it's, it's, it's a tease. It should be double everything, but instead it's just half-assed. It's like yes. you, you're half-assed at giving and half-assed at receiving because you can't fucking concentrate. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's, like, it's multitasking at its worst. It is. I agree. I hate it. But at the same time, it's a good it's a good starting point. Ah. Uh, and it looks good if you're being videotaped. True. I'll give you that. I won't watch it. <laughs> But I'll let you have your point. <laughs> yeah, I'm not it. saying I won't I do it. Have. I'm saying it, it's less enjoyable than other things. Yes, absolutely. Plus, it, it combines math and sex, which is just wrong. <laughs> I don't need numbers in bed. 68. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like 68. 69. I'm, I'm all for 68. Meanwhile, I keep Rachel's thin fingers busy on my own clit and groove. We work slowly, keeping time with each other and match each other with every touch and flicker. This is surprisingly easy. I know my own thresholds, and she knows hers. Our pleasures build in different ways, but the end feels much the same. We bring ourselves up for many minutes and then come down... and then come together, crying out in one voice... Yeah, that's good. That's that's hot buttons. <laughs> you sound like Chewbacca. I don't think Chewbacca has a lady place. 
It lasts for a very long time. We know just how to make ourselves last. We don't try for more. It's too good to follow. We sit up. Then I run Rachel's thin fingers through my own hair. We curl around each other as we lay down, four legs tangled, hands cupping each other's breasts, fiber optics askew. Let me sleep on this. <laughs> That's not what it says. Meatloaf. <laughs> oh, sorry. Let's sleep like this. I say, and the word itself makes me yawn. <laughs> Stop it! You still smell like hummus. <laughs> you shouldn't, because this is a week later. <laughs> Any alcohol in my system is flushed out now, replaced by the stronger chemicals of sex. Sounds good. Rachel mutters. But if I have to get up and go to the bathroom, don't go dragging me with me. <laughs> I snuggle closer. We need better pronouns. You're the fucking English major. She says. Make some. I absorb that, then. If the next two days go well... Yeah. She says. Neither of us wants to discuss the obvious. If the next two days go well, then soon after I won't be an English major anymore. Of course, renting your body pays a lot better, especially at the White Fox. We're both quiet, for a while, and I think she's fallen asleep. But I'd like to stay up a little longer, just to see if I snore. But I'm fading too, and I need to be at my best tomorrow. Then Rachel says, You know, Pen? Yeah? You don't have to do the interview. It's, well, I'm happy for you. Either way, really. You're the best, baby. But you don't have to. I run a finger along my cheek. Yeah, I know. But I think I do. I'm not sure what it is. I don't think it's the money. Money's nice, though, Rachel says. Yeah, it is. But I don't think I could give myself up for it. I just want to try living that way, through all those people. I want to know what everyone's like. To see... I have to think about it for a moment. I guess to see if anyone else feels like me. Oh, Rachel says. But you know, Rach? Yeah. I'm glad you were the first. She kisses herself goodnight, and we sleep. Ah. <sighs> I need a cigarette. I'm fucking exhausted. Oh, you're, you're telling me. I'm spent. And that was part two of Ear of the Fox by General Lee from uh, Escape Pod. Motherfucker. At escapepod.org. And don't forget to listen to their sister podcast, Pseudopod, at probably pseudopod.org <laughs> or I, something like that I don't know I, I do listen to it I download it but I don't think I've ever been to the website but they do share a forum we have a forum as well buttons we do we do oh, indeed we do and you know how many members it has now how many 177 wow holy Moses did you ever think you'd see the day I did not <laughs> I didn't need And what is the address for it's that? It's fucking com slash forums with a U. 
not to be confused with forms or forearms. It's forums. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what else we have? What do we have? We have t-shirts. Oh, really? We do. <laughs> and and what is on those t-shirts? Stuff. How would one, as a purchaser, Stuff. how would one, as a purchaser, go as to... As a would-be purchaser uh, of would-be t-shirts? Purchaser, uh, on, to, on behalf of the purveyors of t-shirts, um, they would go to www.cafepress.com slash airoutmyshorts. Wow. Yeah. And you would get t-shirts there. You would. And would you and get anything stuff. else? Oh, Hat, really? Hats. Hats? <laughs> yes. No way! Yeah, and you know what else? What else? Um, underwear. Oh, oh, that's naughty. We have. We can't sell underwear. We can too. That's naughty. We have air up my short, short thongs. I have thongs. To be, uh, thongs. 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 Holy crap! I have one of my very own. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Are you wearing it now? No, I'm not. Oh. It's actually too big for me, and I ordered the small. I washed it three times to try to shrink it. It's still too big. Hmm. Well, that's disappointing. Because, you know... Well, you are an extra small. Well, Cafe Press must have um, come about before, you know, six was the new four, and four was the new six, and two was the new... Whatever. You know what I mean. The the sizes are all fucked up now. You realize that my jean size now... Doesn't exist? Doesn't exist. I'm not kidding. They just... They keep renumbering them. They're not changing the sizes. They're trying to make fat women feel better about... Buying. It's true. I know you think I'm a fattest. That's 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 not, not exactly a good sales pitch. I'm not a fattest. Let's reiterate this. <laughs> Our thongs will fit all kinds of people who wish to buy them. Except for me. Because <laughs> they should make an extra small if that's the way they're going to fucking label things now. I was a small my whole friggin' life. They've changed the size. I didn't change. It's true. Ex-nay on the... What? On the fattestism? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fattest. I have very good friends who are fat people. <laughs> They're nice people. <laughs> I'm doing a total Michael Richards hit me. For, uh, for all your fat wear, go to... Uh, Cafepress.com slash air my shorts maybe and we get have something, some fat thongs. Maybe we have something that'll fit John and Scott. Mm. Maybe I should mail them my thong. Mm. And they can wear it backward. Where, who are we talking about that with wearing guys wearing thongs backward? I think Polly B. It was, no, no. No, it was here recently. Mm. Like a month ago. Oh, Dreamy Dean. Um, I don't know. I just know somebody's balls were hanging out and it was just not spectacular. Because as much as I like the fuzzy luggage, it doesn't need to be on display. All the time. Mm-hmm. Hello? Earl the Pearl? Hey! You're on the air with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Welcome. How you doing, Preston? I haven't met you yet, but I've heard much about you. Oh, really? I haven't heard a single thing about you. <laughs> it's hard to believe, you know, that, that my fame hasn't spread farther. <laughs> What are you doing? Uh, at the moment, nothing. Just got home. I got a haircut because uh, I'm getting ready for a big trip. So. Where are you going? So I'm going to uh, Barcelona, uh, then on a Mediterranean cruise, and then Athens. Ooh. Who- I've heard that song before. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very excited. So. I had no idea. How long are you going to be gone? Uh, like three weeks. Hmm. Nice. I'm very jealous. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. 
What else is new? No, not much. Like you know, like you know, things things have been sort of quiet here. So, since you've left town, it's it's, it's quieted down a little bit. <laughs> I need you to tell Preston about Witch Hazel. Uh, ha- Hazel Witch. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the band. Okay, they come out and. You know, just one look at them. You know, we've got, uh, there's a, a girl lead singer, and she's a little bit large. Nothing wrong with that. Mama Cass is phenomenal. But she's wearing, like, you know, like a, you know, a metal T-shirt, and it's all these, like, loser guys behind her in the band. And she and had really, really, really tight black pants on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, sort of spilling out tight black pants, which is, you know, I'm just saying, maybe you want to look in a mirror before you go out. Camel toe pants? Totally. If my ass is puppies in a bag, her ass was... <laughs> Um, uh, you know, what, what are those? Turtles in a bag. So what's a you know, really or, or big dog? Where they, 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 with like, they send out little, little kegs on their, their chest, which is like on their necks. St. Bernard's. St. Bernard's, yeah. She had St. Bernard's in her pants. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was frightening. And so you look at them and you're like, okay, they're either going to be phenomenal or absolutely god-awful. And they were absolutely god-awful. <laughs> and, in so. that, and in that way, they were phenomenal, I'm sure. Uh, in a sense, yeah, I suppose, yeah. And they inspired you to write poetry. Oh, that's right. I forgot. What did they write that night? I forgot. I don't know, but it was magical. <laughs> I wonder if I, if I can find it. Let me, let me see if I can find it around real quick. Well, you must have that little book on you somewhere. I did find the book. Okay, let's see. Where was the... Uh... <laughs> I'm sure it was way funnier at the time, though. I'm sure it probably was. It's actually haiku. It's not just poetry, but haiku as well. It was haiku. Yeah, so, so keep, keep track. Make sure I, I stick to the rules. So... All right, here we go. Ahem. Evil Witch rocks, rocks out. Bass, drums, guitar. Ears bleed now. My God, how they suck. <laughs> it's beautiful. I knew it made me cry at the time. <laughs> and you know what? It lived up to it the second time around. I'm, I'm all teary-eyed. <laughs> yeah, we get choked up a little bit again. <laughs> we, we were quite mean to them, I have to say. Yeah, but, you know, but here's what I'm saying. It's... it's but they named themselves Witch Hazel. I know, for crying out loud. And no, you need to not have Witch Hazel. Hazel Witch. Otherwise, they'll just proliferate. They're like cockroaches. Well, um, we usually do, don't do uh, musical uh, selections on, on the show unless we sing them ourselves. But if you can find a little bit of them playing, then maybe we can uh, give them a review. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't have anything about Witch Hazel. Because so, I think they were just like a, like a local little band. They probably, they probably don't have anything out. I bet they don't have anything. Oh. And it, I think it's really funny that we keep calling them Witch Hazel, even though it's Hazel Witch. Hazel Witch. <laughs> well, I think Witch Hazel is actually kind of cooler. <laughs> well, Witch Hazel is a much better name than Hazel Witch. That's just oh, absolutely. terrible. Yeah, didn't we decide that James was going to bump her off the stage and say he was clean mister? <laughs> That's pretty funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> I feel bad. I hope she's not a listener. <laughs> yeah, if, if she is, our, our apologies go out. And you yeah, rock. She's probably on our forums. <laughs> she rocked. She rocked. <laughs> We're going to get all get sort of like horrible death threats. So we just read um, a sci-fi story about a lesbian encounter where I th- believe the two characters got to kind of sleep with themselves. Through each other. That's interesting. Now, now okay, now, it, it seems to me like at least the last couple of times I've been listening, every story's about sex. You think? It seems like it. I mean, not that I have a problem with that, mind you. We get many stories that are, uh, that are <laughs> of sexual nature, which is kind of disappointing since we originally started off making sexual stories that were quite the opposite. Exactly. Like, you know, like, because if everything's pretty much about sex straight up, where, else, where can you go with that? 
Exactly. You know, it leaves no room for the imagination. It makes us kind of lazy. It's less work for us. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like you just read the story. You don't have to make jokes. Right. <laughs> you know, it just goes nowhere. But you're you're a pretty big sci-fi fan, I think. Uh, I think so, for the most part. Yeah, not as much as I used to be when I was old. You know, when I was like younger and like you know in my teenage years, I was even more of a dork than I am now. Which is you know, which is saying something. So when are you sending us another story? Uh, did you read mine already? We haven't. Uh, you sent poems, and we, we are allergic to poetry. You see, that's the problem I have, is, you know, poetry is easy, because I don't have to come up with plots. With stories, I have to, I have to like, something has to happen. Uh, have you heard some of the stories we've read? <laughs> that's, uh, okay, fair enough. Point well taken. <laughs> you know, but I'm like, poetry is just intellectual likery, which I love. You know, I can just, I can just, you know, write words for the sake of writing words. But maybe I'll try something. <laughs> I think you just succinctly summed up poetry. <laughs> <laughs> words for the sake okay, of writing you know words. Actually, you know what? I did, try, I did try something. Maybe I'll send these to you. If they, I'll have to reread them and see if they don't suck. Because I tried an experiment a couple years back. Uh, I was in England, and I was on this, like, a, another big, long trip. And I decided I'd, like, I needed to try and write, write actual fiction and write stories. So I, every art museum I went to, I picked out one painting and I decided to write a story inspired by it. So maybe I'll send you a couple of those. Ooh, see what you think. that sounds really interesting. Yeah, so it turns, I think, I don't, like, I gotta look, go back and look, read them and see if they suck or not. Um, oh, no, don't do that. Just send them. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you if they suck. <laughs> I have no doubt. <laughs> and I guarantee you Buttons will tell you they suck whether they suck or they don't. <laughs> but it was actually a really fun exercise. Um, you know, plus you get to, like, sit in a museum and look, like, all intellectual and writing and stuff, so... Although, my ultimate plot was to try and pick up girls that way, and it didn't quite work out, so... I would think sitting in a museum writing poetry would be a good way to pick up chicks. Exactly, but apparently just, like, not for me. <laughs> yeah, I think that kind of thing works in movies, uh... Exactly. <laughs> more than real life. Yeah. It never seems to quite really work out. Hmm. I have the opposite problem. When I sit in, at Starbucks to write, I, I get nonstop people bugging me. Well, you see, the, 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 that's because you're attractive. And you're, what are you saying? As opposed to me, who, who it may not be quite so much. I disagree. Oh, thank you. You're, you're a pearl. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're a gem among men. My mom always said that, too. <laughs> so I've got you and my mom behind me. That's it. <laughs> so, so what have I missed, action-wise? Give me a quick update. Like, actually, it's been pretty quiet here. I did, like, nothing all weekend, because, like, I, like, I still don't have my car back yet, although I got a loader for a little while. Because I don't know if you remember, like, the... Cause I yeah, your me. fucking car was in the shop, so you couldn't help me move. Yeah, I still don't have it. <laughs> it's killing me. Which is, by the way, a great excuse if you want to, you know, if you want to get out of helping somebody move. I know. It's the <laughs> dreaded call. <laughs> you know, not that it was an excuse, because I totally would have helped you, but it, it actually, in reality, it, it could be a great excuse. <laughs> no, I just—I actually did feel really bad. Remember how how you said you were so glad to be my pal? Here's, here's the dreaded move call. Exactly. You know, you're like you're like okay, you're happy to be my pal. I'll see you. I'll see you, and I'll and I'll raise you a move. Uh huh. You know? <laughs> oh my God! You have to tell Buttons about our private concert. Uh, the, which, what was our private concert? What? You're kidding me. <laughs> see, you, you don't understand. Like I drink, and and, and, and things sort of slip away sometimes. <laughs> I have the same problem. Oh, oh, the private concert with Jesse. Yeah. Oh, that was ridiculous. That was so much fun. It was fucking incredible. So we go to see this kid, this, this kid Jesse Jackson, who is unbelievably good. Sort of, um, I would describe him as sort of Tom Waitsy, but a little more accessible. 
And afterwards, like, I happen to know Jesse fairly well, and, like, we're hanging out outside, and, and you had missed him actually playing. Yeah, we, um, Link's little, afterwards. Link's little sister and I showed up right when he was packing up. Yeah, so, and, and I had no idea you were going to be there, we totally ran into each other, I'm like, woohoo, yay, and, you know, and all there that was, rah, rah, rah. There was jumping uh, up and down and clapping. You know, exactly, but many hugs all around. So, so then, like, afterwards, we're hanging out with Jesse outside, and, and we won't go into the details of that. Uh, okay. So, because <laughs> yes, we, we might get arrested. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just for you know, for the sake of my, my you know my own you know continued employment. Because you're a law talking guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm a I'm a, I'm a uh, full of hot air law talking guy. So anyway, so like so there we were hanging out, and uh, you needed a ride back to the beach, and I'm like, I have a car. I'll give you a ride back to the beach. That's no big deal. And then. For some reason, Jesse, we decided to go out to another bar, and so Jesse decided to tag along, so we went out to this other bar. So we went up to this other bar, uh, and I'm a little bummed because I put, like, a whole bunch of money in the jukebox, and then we left, like, after five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I put all these, um, all these like, cool, like, cool songs that you never hear in a jukebox, and then, you know, boom, we were gone. So then we went back to, to your apartment, the apartment that you had, which was, by the way, phenomenal. <laughs> that was a ridiculously cool apartment. Thank you. And then so, so we get back there, and then we're hanging out and like having co- more cocktails. And then Jesse just whips out the guitar and starts playing. And it was like me, you, uh, what's your called, sister, and Jesse. And that was it. It was like three of us and him singing. It was like so cool. And the three of us just sat there with these big fucking grins on our faces. We couldn't stop smiling. It, it was, was like hilarious. One of those things where it's just it's like you're injected in with happy. Yeah, we were injected with happy, and we didn't take ecstasy or anything. Exactly. You know, we were almost entirely sober. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I was so not sober. I, I've never known the word horror to ever be entirely sober. Okay, I stand corrected. I try hard not to be. <laughs> okay. I work real hard to keep a constant flow of, you know, the right alcohol balance in my bloodstream. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's finding that delicate balance, that delicate line. All right, any parting words for us, sir? Um, parting words. No, not really. I'm just, you know, hey, screw off all y'all. <laughs> That's it. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> you kids, you kids, get that ball out of my yard. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> I got it. I'm keeping it. <laughs> so, well, all right. Well, well, listen, you guys have fun. You have fun on your trip. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm definitely going to. It's going to be like crazy enough. I've already like... Like, like, looked up bands in, in, in uh, Barcelona so I can hang out with them as well. So. Beautiful. Yeah, so I'm totally psyched. Okay, I'll call you when I get back to the beach. Like, ballpark, any idea when you might be back? Not a clue. All right, fair enough. Sometime. And it was, it was nice to meet you over the phone, Preston. Yes, nice to meet you, too. I'm sure uh, we'll be talking to you again. All right, cool, excellent. Send us stories. Okay, I actually, I actually will. I'll go, I'll go dig up those old ones and I'll send, I'll send them to you. Okay, awesome. All right, cool. All right, have a good night. All right, bye. Bye. Theitspot.com. Slash. <laughs> what? Slash. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Theitspot.com. Download the drinking game. Mm, yeah. Buy us a sandwich or a bottle of booze. Christ, we need it. We do? Well, maybe not. The, the author of the story I read on Escape Pod bought me a beer. Oh. You didn't notice? No. Interesting. 
And how you know? I don't think I you're. Don't know. I don't think you're entitled to keeping the account books anymore. Considering that information only goes to me, I don't know how you know. Because Steve Ely told me, uh, who well, was our author of our story this evening. Then I'll have to check the account. And and on our last show as well. I think he's a reliable source, and I trust him with my life. Uh, you do. Mm-hmm. And mm. my fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Check out our comment line, too. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to call our audio comment line. We'll it's, get around to it eventually. It's 305-76. Some numbers that match up to the letters on your phone that say 305-76 shows, as in shows me your splice box. <laughs> Bye, everybody. You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Air out shorts. My shorts. Me too. What are you wearing? Nothing. You know, for the sake of hygiene and uh, that chair, you might want to get yourself a nice new pair of sexy air on my shorts knickers. I've told you a thousand times, I don't think my relationship with this chair is any of your fucking business. Listen to the song, cocksuckers. Buy our stuff. Make us rich. Official Air Out My Shorts merchandise available now at cafepress.com slash airoutmyshorts. This show is a member of the Pod Riot Network. Let the riot begin.